on the way to school today, Scarlett and I talked about censuses. This is why kids say that dads are boring, and I'm not just talking about their jokes. Uh, but the funny thing about Scarlett is she's interested in this sort of stuff. Um, and, and she's not boring. But, um, look, she wants to be a history professor. Uh, that's her, you know. Yeah, look, she may change her mind eventually, but at the moment she wants to be a history professor. Uh, she is um, really keen on English slash British history. Uh, myself, I'm more into Greece and Rome. Uh, but she's into British. Look, those two um, studies of history intersect. Uh, but yeah, she's pretty obsessed, actually. Um, now, uh, she wants to go and live there, which I don't, I don't. And I don't like the sound of that. She's already got plans. She already knows which area she's interested in, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, um, so we talked about censuses, uh, and sometimes these things that sound boring can actually be really interesting. Oh, that's just me trying to convince you, isn't it? Well, not actually, I don't care. <laughs> uh, but um, we we ended up talking about what got me onto this is the fact that in America, uh, because, you know, the current uh, thing in the world at the moment is Black Lives Matter. And in America, you can tell, how, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that on their census and as part of their culture, um, they formally identify people by skin colour. So you can be black or white or Latino, you know, but black or white are two categories of identity in America. Formal. You know, not this um, not this racial profiling thing where, you know, someone who looks to me like a bit of an Anglo, sh you know, who's a policeman in America, shoots someone that looks pretty dark and black and, you know, Nigerian or something. So, you know, um, yeah, an American newspaper say, white cop shoots black man, you know. Um, but in Australia, we never have a headline like that. So the impact of a census and a country's culture can be huge in terms of language at least, but also very specific things like planning and services. Um, you know, for example, uh, in America, I'm pretty sure uh, that because, simply because, they officially and formally and legally identify people by skin colour, as far as I know, uh, they can put in place programs um, you know, that positively, uh, you know, uh, uh, what, what was it, um, bias things in the direction of, you know, looking after people with darker skin or black skin or brown skin, you know. They could actually have brown skin and black skin programs. Yeah. Um, and they can design that because they know how many black people are, there are in that neighbourhood versus in that neighbourhood. Specifically, you know, in Australia, the, clo the closest we come to that is we can identify Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. So we can put in special, you know, we often do. We can put in place special programs and so on, and even special funding and all sorts of things 
uh, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Um, I, I know someone who married an Indigenous person and uh, they, that, that girl married an Indigenous, a young Indigenous male um, uh, who was European to look at, you know. Um, his father was a dairy farmer or something and, um, and, and so on. But he, he did have Indigenous blood. So to look at him, he was European. But, that, but we do identify him as Indigenous and he was able to get married... Uh, and she was too <laughs> on Bell's Beach you know which is our major surf beach and you can't do that and um, if you're if you, you if you don't tick the box Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders so in this way by having these boxes that you tick you know like if, if, if the council down there is um, gets someone you know an application gets an application listen we want to have a wedding on Bell's Beach which is a public beach we're huge on um, our rules about, you know, public beaches. In Australia, beaches are fairly sacrosanct, you know. They're not any, anyone's domain. Um, we have huge furor when someone like Lindsay Fox down in Portsea tries to claim beach, you know. That's a no-go zone in our, in our culture, you know. But um, uh, so, you know... So you can't get married on a beach in general in Australia. Just uh, as far as I know, I've seen weddings in Hamilton Island. Look, that's a private island. Look, uh, yeah, the gist of what I'm saying is correct. You know, um, as far as I know, you can't get married on Bell's Beach, for example, or a major surf beach or whatever. Yeah, you know, because people might want to. Yeah, you know, there might be one person that wants to have a surf right there. Yeah, you know, so you can't do it. You can't just block off. A section of beach, you can't do it. It's part of our culture, you know. Because to have a wedding, you have to set up all the chairs and all that sort of thing. And then, you know, if you had wedding after wedding, that then that section of the beach would always be blocked off, you know, cordoned off for weddings. We don't like that, you know. However, um, we do have a ticker box for Indigenous, Aboriginal, and Torres Strait Islanders. And if you tick the box, Torres Strait Islander, I, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be able to go and get married on Bell's Beach, you know, because that's not in Torres, that's not one of the Torres Strait Islands. So, so we can be very, very specific because of what boxes we tick, how we identify people, and it's not on skin colour as such, you know. And you can see that one's not on skin colour either, because if you're a Torres Strait Islander, I'm pretty sure you can't get married on Bell's Beach because you haven't ticked the right box, but you can, you know, you're still what Americans would call black, but yeah. You, you know, it's not about being black, being able to get married on Bell's Beach, our major surf beach, you know, in Victoria. Um, probably our best one, or our most famous one. Now, so it's not about skin colour, so we're not identifying by skin colour there. Um, and I think it goes even more specific. Um, you have to be part of the mob, the indigenous you know, nation that is around that area of Bell's Beach. You know, but especially... You have to be indigenous for, for a start. Yeah, there's no way a um, Northern Territory indigenous person could get married on Bell's Beach, I'm sure. You know, so these are the things. Um, as soon as you start identifying people, um, officially, and it has to be officially, and formally and legally, um, uh, society can start, um, you know, we, we start to become not equal. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Now, for example, the whole idea of Black Lives Matter 
in my head, is not a bad idea. Uh, uh, because what Black Lives Matter means, as far as I can see, is um, it, it makes no sense just as a phrase in and of itself, you know, because, you know, logically, I'm not saying politically, so don't jump down my throat. Uh, not, not that I've got any listeners anyway, but it doesn't matter. Logically, um, Black Lives Matter is like saying, you know, um, Purple Lives Matter, like, you know, uh, but, um, but what Black Lives Matter means by inference, I'm not keen on slogans by inference, uh, but I get it, um, is that if people with black skin or brown skin have been disadvantaged, then by making a slogan called Black Lives Matter, what you're doing is trying to, um, give a bit of extra support in that area and push, push, uh, push things back to even keel. You know, things are out of balance. So, yeah, a, a phrase like Black Lives Matter is designed, I think, to get things back into balance. You know, some people say, hey, it's unbalanced to give extra attention to black people and brown people. But I disagree with that. I think that's, um, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's um, Black Lives Matter, a phrase like that says the world is out of balance. So... Let's give more attention to black and brown people to push it back into balance. So it's about balance. You know, you sort of deliberately do something that's um, unbalanced. You know, give that person over there um, more uh, more support. You know, um, oh, look, if you've got a little African kid or something, and I've got a little Euro kid, uh, you know, uh, give a little bit of extra attention to your kid to compensate for the fact that um, there is disadvantage in the world, and I, I think there is. Um, yeah, but you might be the sort of person to say, no, 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 stop, stop. And this could be very stressful for you, you know, because immediately as soon as you start doing that, uh, if you've got the little African kid, um, you might say, oh, no, I, I had a dream, you know. <laughs> that we could all be equal, you know? Yeah. No, but these two kids have grown up together and they're the same in their heads. Um, if, if you start actually supporting my kid more than your kid, you know, like if he gets, um, uh, what, an extra um, teacher's aid or something, I don't know, something at school, if, if you give him a hundred bucks, you know, every week to compensate, then in some ways, um, that stresses me, you might say, if you've got the little African kid, because it's kind of a way of, um, between the two children, the other child's gonna th going to feel superior. Oh, oh you, you get the extra hundred dollars, don't you? Oh, I don't need it, you know, I'm a hero. <laughs> yeah, it can be stressful in that sense, but um, look, it's a really difficult one, isn't it? But um, as a concept, you know, it's like a quota system, really, for women in business and in politics, you know, there's quota systems, you know, I think, the National Australia Bank, no, someone, uh, someone was talking about the National Australia Bank, there's someone, there's some businesses um, that artificially make sure, they've got a quota, make sure they've got at least X percent of women, because they notice that it's uh, male dominated, you know, politics and business in general, and, um, and they say, all right, we're going to have to even it up a little bit, so we're going to... Um, if, if we get um, four women candidates and four men candidates for an interview, 
and there's a woman and a man and it's borderline they're about even we'll give it to the woman that sort of thing or even if the woman is slightly worse than you know you move away from a meritocracy you know so um, the point is in order to do anything like that you need to be able to identify a person legally you know, before you can do anything legally and formally and officially as a nation state like Australia you have to first identify a person as being part of an identity group that needs that push you know, or that deserves that push. You know? Now, in America, I think they can do that, you know, uh, because they've got a ticker box called black. You know, you can just be black, just like that. You know? uh, I believe that's so. Look, it has to be, doesn't it? Because, um, or is it just modelling? But, you know, I looked up, on, I've been able to look up Wikipedia all these years and see how many black people there are in America. Whereas I'm pretty sure, I should, I should have really checked this, I'm pretty sure you can't do that here in Australia. Uh, yeah. um, you know, if uh, when someone cries out Black Lives Matter in America, um, the government can actually act on it very specifically. Like if an individual rocks up, you know, uh, the government can say, you are a black person, you know, therefore we could give services, you know, or whatever, all right. Yes, you qualify for getting some special attention somehow. Could be money, could be tax breaks, could be social services, could be anything, you know. But I think I'm pretty sure America can do that. And and they have black neighbourhoods, you know, where they can target, you know, extra services into black neighbourhoods, as they call it, because they can say that's 80% black, that neighbourhood. Um, a little bit more difficult here in Australia um, because we can... Um, only do that by inference. You know, it's a bit more indirect. We can kind of do it, but we don't have black neighbourhoods. Is that you know, there are there is very much such a thing as black neighbourhoods in America. I hear about it all the time. And there's very much this, um, yeah. There's something in the language. Language is powerful. Um, it cross it intersects with official stuff like services and planning. You know, social planning and all that sort of stuff. Um, there is such a thing as, you know, black cop kills, a white cop kills black man, you know, or vice versa. Um, okay, but in Australia, you never see, you never hear of black neighbourhoods, ever. You, know? you do hear of, well, you know, sometimes loosely we call indigenous people black, and indigenous people are starting to call themselves black more than they are starting to call themselves indigenous. Uh, and they, they do it with a K. I'm pretty sure that's indigenous specific. Indigenous people identify themselves... Um, uh, yeah, they're a special category even unto themselves uh, so the word black I think in Australia and I could be wrong about this if, if you are B-L-A-K black you are indigenous Australian you know, it's code for indigenous Australian but if you are an African Australian you are not you cannot call yourself B-L-A-K as far as I can tell you are B-L-A-C-K a very different thing yeah, because African Americans are very much, very much B L A C K, as far as I can tell. Am I right or am I wrong? It doesn't really matter. The gist of what I'm saying in this episode, um, yeah, uh, is such that you know, should Australia, you know, look what I'm getting at. Is should Australia sort of um, be more like America and start thinking black? Now, Indigenous people are saying, well, you should think black for us. You know, B L A K. 
And we said, yeah, it doesn't really matter what you call yourself because we've already identified you as a group, Indigenous. So it, it's really neither here nor there if an Aboriginal um, starts calling himself or herself black. I, I couldn't care less about that one um, because they're already, they've already been identified, um, cordoned off, you know, census-wise, identity-wise. You're already in a category called Indigenous. If you want to change that to black, good on you, you know. But it's not going to change anything about the way we plan and services and all that sort of stuff, you know. Or identify neighbourhoods as being, you know, 60% Indigenous. We're already identifying that neighbourhood as being 60% Indigenous. All right, if you want to say that's in um, 60% BLAK, black, um, that's not the same as the way in America you have black neighbourhoods, you know. We, this is an indigenous neighbourhood, 60%, you know, B-L-A-K, you know. We don't have um, black neighbourhoods, B-L-A-C-K neighbourhoods, and it, it, it does make a difference. Um, so if you're um, an African person, you know, uh, the best we can do is to do it in a vague sort of way uh, and say, listen, in this area, we have um, 60% people, or uh, you know, this other area, 60% of people people who were born in Africa, for example. But that could include heaps of white Africans, you know, from South Africa and Zimbabwe. You know, we've had heaps of people come to Australia from Zimbabwe and South Africa over the last fair few years. I've met quite a few. Um, and all of them say we had to get out of there, you know. As soon as apartheid came down, we had to get over to Australia. Now, um, and don't go reading something into that, because you're probably wrong. All right. Yeah. It, it's getting away from something, not coming to something. You know, it's not, oh, we've got to find another apartheid state. You know, yeah, nah. <laughs> All right. Um... It's just getting away from something that's falling to bits for them. Um, especially from Zimbabwe, yeah. Okay, um, so that's that. Uh, so we can identify people by where that they were born, um, but once you go in one generation, it gets, you know, we, we start to lose all, you know, you lose that identity. See, indigenous people, that neighbourhood that was 60% indigenous stays 60% indigenous, you know, for generations uh, because we keep ticking the box generation after generation, the children of the children of the children, um, but you only need to go one more generation. Like if if um, if you uh, have um, kids who were born in Australia, as soon as they have kids, as far as I know, there's no, you know, the, the ticker box, the ticker box differently. Uh, disappears, you know, because what, how far does it go back on the birth certificate? I can't remember actually. Where were your parents born, you know? It might be grandparents, but I think it's mainly, I think it's parents. Where were your parents born? Well, if you've got a little African kid that, you know, what you call an African kid, born in Australia, as soon as he has a kid or she has a kid, that kid, there's no tick anywhere, as far as I know, on a birth certificate or a census or anywhere identifying that kid as being any different than my child's kid. So, whilst, you remember that woman that was stressed before? You know, because she's got an African, well, a kid who's got African parents or something, yeah. Um, oh, doesn't even apply in Australia, but um, 
remember she was stressed. She said, no, no, don't give my kid special attention because that differentiates him. You know, she might be that sort of character. She might not be. She might say, oh, give us a hundred bucks. Thanks. Great. You know, there's different people in the world. I'm not talking about everyone. You can't generalise this one as such. Well, of course you can. You can say 80% of people think that way and 20% of people think that way. So there's nothing wrong with generalisations, actually, but I'm not generalising on this occasion. I will on other occasions, and it and it won't be an illegitimate uh, thinking device. It'll be totally legitimate, you know. Well, we're not on social media here, so we have the brains to generalise when we want to and to not generalise when we want to. If you're on social media, if you generalise, someone will find one example that goes against what you're saying, and they say, "Aha, you're generalising." You know, but generalising is a very important tool. In fact, all censuses, statistics, planning, and services, and all that sort of thing, it all is premised on. You know, it it, it is all based on statistics. Statistics, you know, is based on generalising. Yeah, we run this country on the idea of generalising. You have to generalise. They say. Don't generalise. What? We just stop the business of government? All of government is generalised. Generalising. Everything we do in Australia is about modelling, generalising, you know? Working out who the, what the majority... You know, democracy is generalising. You know, there's a, what are you talking about, social media? Anyway. Um, so, yeah, look, a generation in, or two generations in, that Indigenous neighbourhood stays indigenous but this other neighborhood you know especially imagine coronavirus stuck around and you know we really forget about immigration from now on really um that other neighborhood there the one that is you know has a high percentage of people who are you know who are born in africa and um a high percentage of children who have parents who were born in Africa, but those children were born in Australia, give it one more generation. And um, that indigenous uh, community uh, is still, you know, remains black forever, B-L-A-K. But this other um, neighborhood, which you might like to call black, B-L-A-C-K, that gets less and less black, you know, with every year that goes past and within about a couple of generations, it's just not even, there's no way to officially even identify that neighbourhood as black. No way. It's just, you know, and if if my son is in the next neighbourhood, you know, which is extremely Euro, then those two neighbourhoods, they'll start off differently, but soon enough on the census forms and all that sort of stuff, they'll suddenly become the same, officially. Now, this entire episode, I'll leave it there. Oh, I suppose we could say to ourselves, well, should we start putting a ticker box on our census form so that we can start identifying by skin colour like America does? Should we do that? You know, and then suddenly our news headlines will say things like, you know, um, uh, someone robs service station, you know what I mean? He was of Caucasian appearance, you know, or, you know, that's what we're saying at the moment, Caucasian appearance or African appearance or Asian appearance, you know what I mean? Um... That's what we say in Australia. Whereas in America, the news headlines go straight to black, you know. A black man, you know, or a white man uh, robbed a service station. You know, they go straight to that. Boom! But we are a lot more indirect and we go, um, the man was described. We don't even say he was, you know. The man was described as um, being of African appearance or Asian appearance or even maybe Chinese appearance, you know, 
but that gets a bit hazy. Um, or Indian looking or something like that, but not skin colour, you know what I mean? Um, we don't, you won't see that in our news. You won't see white cop, you know, bashes black man in our news. I don't think I've ever seen it. I mean, in America, it's the first thing that is done, you know, as soon as... I mean, they, they even report when a white man... When someone gets shot by a cop, they say, white man, um, uh, a white cop shot a fleeing suspect, but don't worry, it's, he was white. No rights, you know. But they're, they're, the point is, they're doing the colour straight away, even when there's no black people around. In Australia, you won't have that. Um, it takes a, a couple of days to, you know, if there are witnesses, we find out, you know, maybe they were African appearance, but we, um, in, in official circles, we try and shut up until we actually find out who the person is and all that sort of stuff. And then, uh, you know, it's a lot more indirect. Now, we could go a lot more direct and go like America and get the tick boxes going and all that sort of stuff. Um, black, white, Latino, all that sort of stuff, and indigenous in our case, and all that sort of stuff. So we, we could actually, you know, and our Wikipedia page could look like America's Wikipedia page. And we could start reporting things like that, you know, black cop, white. Now, Black Lives Matter people, you know, because they're, they're obviously focusing on black, they might say that's a good thing. They might say that's a good thing because then we can start targeting services and special support and everything for black communities and giving those guys, you know, bringing, bringing the balance back because that's what Black Lives Matter means. It's a little bit like feminism, you know. Um, feminism makes sense to me and so does Black Lives Matter uh, because what you're doing is you notice that there's, you know, uh, there's only 20% women in Parliament or something. So what you do is you get a quota system going and you push, you push it back into balance artificially. You know, even if some of those women don't have the same level of merit as some men who might have done a better job, you know. But then you have to define better job then and all that sort of stuff. We're used to this debate in feminism, you know. You can say the whole idea of what, who's, who, who is doing a better job is rigged in favour of men. So what we do is we put a quota system in to get past even the rigging of the entire system. See, meritocracy is a, is, is a bit of a thorny sort of idea because to judge merit, you have to set the rules for the judging of the merit and the rules might be for, in favour of the men in Parliament. So you can't just go meritocracy, you know. So what you do is you just say, well, we, this is unfixable. So, you know, feminism, we we'll just grab the top, you know, top three women candidates you know, every time there's an intake and that pushes the balance back you know, towards the middle okay and Black Lives Matter would be like that you know alright we'll put extra support into black communities B-L-A-C-K you know we might say we want to be like America and we'll do that you know um, and then we go oh we don't know where the black communities are and then someone says oh well communities where you know they've got, uh, kids have got African parents how's that go yeah yeah we could accidentally give a whole lot of money and you know extra kindergartens and everything to ex Zimbabwe you know Zimbabwe racists who love apartheid and you know you know and their surname is Smith <laughs> as in Ian Smith you know you might actually throw some services at all these South Africans and Zimbabweans who are actually whites in American terms Oh, gee, it's really tricky here in Australia. Maybe we'd better get to tick a box. Maybe we better start getting the box that, you know, people get to tick whether they're black or white. 
I'm pretty sure America does that. I don't even know what their census looks like, but somehow they're identifying people as black and white over there. I don't know. And it's official. It really looks official because it's in official statistics and everything. Somehow they're doing it and we're not. Now we could say we could do that. You know, maybe we'll do that. Let's be more like America so that we can push extra services um, in the direction of black people, you know what I mean? Not B-L-A-K, but B-L-A-C-K. You know, and give them an extra support. We could do that. Um, you know, we could start identifying on skin colour like Americans do. And the argument for that would be a Black Lives Matter argument would be, okay, yeah, that's kind of a backward step. Ident- you know, that's almost like a backward step in some ways, identifying people by skin colour, isn't it? You know, we could say, but in order to go forward, we need to go back a little bit to go forward a lot. You know? So, all right, we'll do something that is against our egalitarian ethos, you know, because that's, that's why we don't identify people as black and white and all that sort of stuff in Australia. We just don't, officially, you know, whereas America does. And as part of our egalitarian beginners, you know, beginnings, uh, the way Australia was first formed and all that sort of stuff. That's why we never had slavery. I don't want to get into that too much, but we didn't. Yeah. You don't want to say that out loud if you're a Prime Minister because you'd be an idiot if you did that. Scott Morrison did. Ah, uh, no. You know, slavery is a whole... You know, we didn't have slavery, and it, there is a difference. In fact... Uh, oh, I don't want to get into this. Um, a lot of people have a very uh, primitive idea of... Um, yeah, trying... You know, when they... Of trying to align indentured labour with slavery, you know. But with slavery, the master owns your soul... The master owns your identity, but with indentured labour, he doesn't. It's a profound difference. Um, uh, I had this chat with... Um, um, I, I remember a text thread on this with my... my one of my... Well, with my goddaughter. Um, with um, indentured labour, you can have a worse existence. You know, like um, Pacific Islanders up in Queensland... You could grab 50 Pacific Islanders from Queensland and analyse what sort of existence they had with the um, sugarcane farming under an indentured labour scheme, blackbirding, all the rest of it. You can analyse that. And you could analyse 50 African-Americans on the cotton fields in the south, in the deep south in America, and you could actually work out that the um, Pacific Islanders had a worse existence. They suffered more cruelly. Um, and all sorts of things, you know, had a harder existence, uh, got whipped more. Yeah, everything could be worse, you know. No house slaves at all. You know, everyone was just a labourer, just sweating in the hot sun for nothing and um, absolutely corrupt system where they had to give the money back anyway. So, you know, might as well have been slavery, you might say. But then, um, but they still remained. Um, uh, but the, the master didn't own their soul. You know, whereas you you could have um, in Africa, uh, sorry, in America, uh, the Deep South, if you were a slave, you could be a house slave and living very comfortably, a butler with a little bow tie and everything. But in some ways, you've been de in a in a very big way. You know, you're worse off. This sounds really strange, but it's not all about identity. Is huge for humans. It's not all about. Um, whether you're hungry or anything like that. Well, it is when you're hungry, but you know what I mean. Um, that house slave is um, essentially a Dobby, as in Harry Potter. You know, that little house elf, the house slave in Harry Potter. 
um, that house slave over there, even though he's not getting kicked and all that sort of stuff, he is still, um, he's still, uh, he, he, he doesn't own his own identity when he goes to sleep at night. He doesn't own that. And if he has a child or anything like that, that child does not belong to him. That child belongs to the master and the master can sell that child. You know, just like the master sells that cow, that calf, you know. And um, and that um, house slave, uh, who, who's living in apparent comfort, uh, just see his beautiful little daughter just gets sold off and he never sees her again. You know, that, that's the experience that cows get in Australia. I, I used to do that myself. I used to work on a farm and you separate the girl cows out from the boy cows and the boy cows go off. And maybe, you know, we'll keep the girl cows around. You know, that sort of stuff for the milk, you know. Uh, and it wasn't that far off even in house slaves. You know, you did have that wet nurse thing going on too, isn't it? I didn't, didn't mean for that to be such an exact metaphor, but it's there. Yeah. Whereas in Queensland, it wasn't like that. It was just it was just hard, you know, slave-like labour. But you still stayed at Pacific Islander, per se. You know, your, your child stayed your child, per se. You know, the... The boss of the sugarcane plantation couldn't sell your child to another sugar plantation person, per se, in that way. You know, that child stayed your child and all that sort of stuff. There's a big difference. Um, Which one would I want to be? Well, which one would you want to be? Would you rather be that house slave in America back then, living a luxurious life but having no soul and no identity? Or would you rather be slaving in the cotton fields here in America and getting whipped all the time in some ways and this sounds mad I'd rather be the Pacific Islander but that's just me okay so that's that um uh I was on some other tangent there for a bit and I forget what it is and Black Lives Matter sort of um, idea will be, listen, um, it, it, we, let's go backwards a little bit and let's just admit that we do have a black problem. We do have black people. Let's start putting it on the census for more, you know. Let's start identifying it officially so that our headlines can start, um, you know, saying things like white cop kills black police, uh, white cop kills black you know, guy on the run, you know. Let's start being like America in that sense. Yes, it's a step backwards, you know, on our, you know, our airy-fairy ethos. It's a step backwards. But if we step backwards a little bit, we can go forward a lot. And that's the idea of Black Lives Matter, is it not? You know, to correct the balance like we do in feminism, is it not? You know, aim a little left to hit the bullseye. You know, if, if, if your sights, you know, that was my previous episode, if your sights are off on your rifle and you're trying to hit a bullseye, a justice bullseye, but you're consistently, consistently aiming left, uh, you're consistently aiming right, you know, and everything keeps favouring Europeans or something like that, um, what you do is you aim a little bit left, you know, so that you can hit the justice bullseye. Yeah. If, everything, if, 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 if everything's male... You know, in Parliament and in big business and all that sort of stuff, you know, 
and you're aiming for equality, justice, all that sort of stuff, aim in the direction of women a little bit to push them in. You know, because the whole system is rigged. You know, it's not not about meritocracy. You know, same goes with black. You know, all right, let's start identifying people as black in Australia, ignoring BLAK, and um, but you know, African black, and um, all right, let's just notice that we're trying to hit a justice bullseye and we're never getting it. You know, the bullet keeps going to the right. So, uh, in in the direction of white, you know. So until you can speak the problem, you can't solve the problem. Is this not correct? You know, someone might say, and this is what Black Lives Matter is about. So um, we need to start identifying people as white and black so that we can even see that the bullet is heading to the right. Yeah. Yeah. This business of not identifying people as black and white, you know, this might be allowing you to um, keep your privilege because you're not recognizing the privilege you know you're saying no we're all australians you know you know you could be doing that you know so let's start identifying people as black and white so that we so that we can even see the target as a whole and we can see the bullseye in the middle of it so we can even see it now let's stop let's stop this lie that is you know oh we are all australian and we are not identified on skin color let's stop the lie let's start identifying on skin color and so that we can um, observe that the bullet is landing on the white side of the bullseye all the time so that we can start um, uh, artificially giving extra money and support to you know, what we will now call black communities, B-L-A-C-K, Africans, you know, as well as indigenous, because the indigenous people are getting everything, but you know, Africans are getting nothing. You know? Let's start shooting to the left. You know, go a little bit to the left. Uh, go a little bit in the direction of, you know, black, so that we can go a lot forward. Now, to that, I have a goddaughter who's actually in that community, and she would say, and I think reading between the lines, she said, that sounds good in theory, but if you aim a little bit left, it's going to actually go whoosh and go further left. You know? If you want to go a little bit like America, you'll go a lot like America. You know, this is airy-fairy talk, thinking that you can... You can Make yourself more like America so that you could fix your racial problem. You know, I think you know, there's that argument in, you know, to go against the argument I just had. You know, so what your theory is, we start identifying people as black in Australia, you know, which is a slightly backward step to go a lot forward. Is that what you're saying to me? Yes. And then you might say, have you seen social media? If you even go a touch in that direction, um, you're going to go whoosh, go a, a mile in that direction, and soon all our headlines are going to be screaming black cop, sorry, white cop kills black guy on the run, and um, there'll be riots and all that sort of stuff. Oh, look, what do you want? <laughs> See, I've just argued both ways, haven't I? I've just argued both ways. I'm pretty convinced that this episode, very successfully, argued for Black Lives Matter and also for let's not do anything about it not officially anyway you know, this episode got nowhere you know, what would you call this episode? would you call it left or right? You know, maybe I got it you know, and, uh, this is an episode that got nowhere uh, but then again my podcast doesn't really try and get anywhere